Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show, where we bring you news and views from God's point of view. I am your host, Richard Urban, coming from historic Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Today we bring you the second part in our two-part series about this critical moment in the United States. And I'd like to start with uh, three brief readings. And the title of today's episode is Foundation Day is Now. This is from Chan Sung-yang, page 399. My view is that in the love-centered family, the parents are the representatives of the nation and of God. The family is where all phases of training begin. The first stage of education and change is the family, and the second stage is the nation. There, a patriot is needed. Next, the third stage of education and change is the world. There, you need a saint. The spirit world is a fourth stage of education and change. After that, we become God's sons and daughters. Just because one is a saint does not mean that he or she is God's son or daughter. So everyone should become God's son or daughter. Finally, we attain the status of a divine son or daughter, become one with God's love, and reach the point where we can possess God eternally. Chun Sung-gyung, 1566. Now that the vertical and horizontal eight-stage indemnity has all been completed, the ceremony of the settlement of the eight stages could be performed on August 31st, 1989, in Alaska, the most northerly location in the West. It is the northernmost place. On the first day of September, I declared the ideology centered on the Heavenly Father at the same place. The ideology centered on the Heavenly Father is simultaneously the ideology of salvation by love as well as the ideology of parental love. This parent-centered ideology is all about a life lived by giving love. Satan cannot oppose anything based on love. If he cannot oppose the path taken by the Unification Church, we can ex rapidly expand worldwide. Chun Sung Young, 1740. God is the creator and the vertical parent of true love. In other words, he is a vertical parent based on true love. Perfected Adam and Eve are the horizontal parents based on true love. These two sets of parents are to unite. Vertical and horizontal are to unite at the place where Adam and Eve make love. That place is the original palace of love, life, and lineage, the male and female organs. In this way, God himself will give birth to his sons and daughters. They are indeed his children. You were all born from two sets of parents, with a conscience in the reciprocal position to the vertical parent. In view of this, your conscience is a vertical you and your body the horizontal you. Through what do vertical and horizontal unite? Uniting through true parental love, the Creator's true love, body and mind, would never conflict but rather would harmonize completely. Once the actual era of Chunil Guk begins, the spiritual and earthly worlds will be connected and brought into oneness and all things will be governed under the union of the spiritual and physical worlds association, which will be established on earth for the first time. Moreover, the providence will be carried out according to heavenly law and the heavenly way. Elections conducted in a purely secular fashion will disappear from the face of the earth. All people will become one family to 
through cross-cultural marriage and the world peace marriage blessing. And we will enjoy tranquility and true love and happiness during the sacred reign of peace. Let me say it again. This day is drawing near. And this is from Cosmic Assembly for Settlement of the True Parents of Heaven, Earth, and Humankind, and for Population of the Word by God's Substantial Self, which is given in January 2012. So this is the second part. I was talking a lot about the things that are going on with the um, election and how the state legislators need to step up. And indeed, they do. Absolutely. They need to um, take responsibility. So how did we really get to this place where we are now, where there seems to be a lack of willpower, or even you know, people, whether they be on the left or the right, can't seem to do the right thing, even though it's apparent you know, from God's viewpoint. Well, in the readings I gave, one of the things mentioned is in the day of what Reverend Moon, some young Moon called Foundation Day, was January 13, 2013. It's actually on the uh, heavenly, which is basically uh, similar, but not exactly the same as the lunar calendar. But in any case, for our sake, we'll say it's January 13. And it's interesting that I believe, you know, personally that was, that did occur successfully, but it's actually substantially delayed seven years. So this would be the 100th anniversary of Reverend Moon's birth right now, was in 2020, in January, uh, well, actually February 2020 on the lunar calendar, or a solar calendar, January, but anyway. So 2020 is the 100th birthday. So on January 13, 2020, some very interesting things occurred. That's exactly seven years after the day Reverend Moon proclaimed the Foundation Day. And he uh, ascended to Spirit World actually before that in 2012, uh, September 3rd, 2012. So what happened on January 13th? As I pointed out before in my series on the Great Fraud, the COVID-19 Agenda, on January 13th was the very day that the mothers in New Jersey defeated the evil bill that would have mandated and stripped religious exemptions and mandated vaccines for, you know, school attendance in New Jersey. On that same day, the first COVID-19 case in the United States was reported. And on that very same day, also, the articles of impeachment were sent over to uh, the Senate, even though Nancy Pelosi had been holding them for some three weeks. Very interesting. So why would this be significant? Well. The divine principle, the teachings of Reverend Moon, explains that before you know God makes his move, Satan tries to make his imitation move. So surely, you know, the forces of evil or Satan or the devil, they know or Satan knows God's plan, so he's going to make every effort to block it. So, you know, that's why I've been saying confidently that this effort is not going to succeed because already, you know, the foundation has been laid for victory, as we've seen in our readings, you know. The clear victory has already been laid for the kingdom of heaven on earth, or Chanel Guk, as it's called in Korean. And so Satan's not going to succeed. But the exact deployment, you know, depends on our own human responsibility. 
But yet, in this third attempt of God's providence, meaning Adam and Eve, God wanted to fulfill his will. Jesus, God wanted to fulfill his will. Now, through Reverend Moon and his wife, or what we refer to as true parents, you know, and we all should become true parents too, God has fulfilled his will. So God's people really need to realize this and claim the victory. So, as I've been pointing out in my 10th part series, and do find that at visionroot.org, click blog, and then there's a submenu for absolute sexual ethics, is that, you know, absolute sexual ethics is the core issue. And it's interesting that that issue has been coming up. It was, of course, uh, issue around the 2016 election. There was so-called Pizzagate and those different things. And it, it's not a theory. It was a philander. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's well known that Bill some 30-plus women have come forward and that he's been to the so-called pedophile island and that a lot of people mysteriously been murdered, 100-plus, who uh, somehow crossed paths with Mr. Clinton. So why am I saying this? And it's not a theory that Mr. Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, uh, liked art of little children who were na naked and uh, pornographic art and things like that. That's not a theory. You know, there are pictures of the art in his home, on his walls. So, why am I mentioning this? Because sexual ethics is the boundary line of good and evil. So you would expect it to be, you know, something that is very, very, very uh, contentious at this time. So I would say that as we move forward, one of the most core things is not just being pro-life, but that the whole... Um, Bad sexual ethics needs to be reversed. That means that Ob Obergfeld case, if I pronounce that wrongly, sorry, in 2015 where Supreme Court magically came up with a right in the Constitution to same-sex marriage. The same Supreme Court who doesn't think there's a right for people to vote but thinks there's a right for same-sex marriage. Just the Supreme Court, give me a break. Hello, anybody home? What the heck? Anyway, those same people... Um, I mean, I know some of them are new justices, but a lot of them are the same, are the ones who said there was a right to same-sex marriage. Okay, no, there's no such right. That needs to be reversed because that's against God's ideal of creation. And, you know, people have a right to be a religion or not, you know, and to do, do things or not do things, but they do not have a right to force it down everyone else's throat, which is what the whole... Uh, so-called same-sex things about, you know, punishing you if you don't hold the view that, God, by the way, goes against God's ideal of creation clearly. So another big issue is conflicts of interest or money. You know, we have the saying, follow the money, and, you know, we have the $500 million or half a billion dollars of Bill Gates pumped into different cities. That wouldn't be a problem, would it? Oh, no, everything's fine. Tweet, tweet, nothing here. And so many other conflicts of interest. Allegedly, different officials received kickbacks for installing suddenly the Dominion machines and so many other things going on. A third big issue, and these are issues that Reverend Moon clearly pointed out that will be or are in the Constitution for the Kingdom of Heaven, is misusing people, you know, misusing them for any, any reason, you know, abuse, abusing them, you know, their heart their being. So, let's talk about what the role of Reverend Samuel Moon is. And also, why is Christianity, or why has it, 
disintegrated effectively over the last decades. So you see now there's a lot of division in Christianity. The Episcopal Church is divided. The Methodist Church is divided, interestingly, over the very thing I'm talking about, sexual ethics. Either you accept homosexuality or you don't. Clearly, God doesn't, but anyway, I guess half the church or whatever percentage decide they did. And not those, just those churches, but in general, that's a dividing line. And then we have the whole issues of, um, well, that especially, of the fact that a lot of churches, Reverend Moon brought out this uh, message of sexual ethics in 1996 first. And um, especially, he's been talking about it all his life, but clearly in 1996, in his speech called In Search of the Origin of the Universe. So, but people, most people didn't listen. I mean, some people did. I mean, I myself, you know, testified about to like Archbishop uh, George Stallings in D.C. And, you know, he was blessed in marriage by Reverend Moon um, with his wife, who's from Japan. So, I mean, some people received the message. But they didn't really run with the ball. There was a lot of politics went on and a lot of politics within the unification movement itself. And I believe that's what has delayed the whole Foundation Day that uh, Reverend Moon proclaimed and was successful. But I think it was on more of an image uh, or how do you say not yet fully substantiated. So now I believe God is moving to substantiate. You say, but wait a minute, what's happening here? <laughs> it looks like. First, we have COVID-19. Our economy was screwed up because of that. And by the way, that was a complete fraud. And I'll do another show on the recent report that said, and I can briefly show it here, but that actually the amount of deaths from COVID-19 is exactly equal to the amount of deaths less from all other causes. In other words, they were misclassifications of the deaths. And I already pointed out, as we know, that you know nobody knew. I thought maybe 40%, as much as... 90, but now everybody can say practically 100% of these deaths were not, had nothing to do with COVID-19. In other words, if someone had the flu and they died, they said, oh, it's COVID-19. If they had pneumonia and they died, they said, oh, it's COVID-19. If they had a heart attack and died, they said, oh, it's COVID-19. If they had any daggum thing, even accidents that had nothing, nothing, nothing to do with COVID-19, they said, it's COVID-19. So this led to the whole inability of the election observers to see the ballots, the massive fraud in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and, and several other states, the other states, um, Arizona, Nevada, you know, also New Mexico's come up, and um, Wisconsin. So all this mail-in voting, and so that led to this whole... Um, Fraud. One fraud led to another fraud. So you might say, what's this got to do with Reverend Moon? Well, it has a lot to do with it. Because people have to decide. The message he gives is good. He explains what the purpose of creation is. Clearly, not just vaguely, you know, oh, well, whatever. You know, like the Catholics say, it's to know, love, and serve God. Well, that's fine. I grew up Catholic. But more clearly... You know, it has to do with having a family, becoming true parents, be, true, T-R-U-E, parents, yourself. And Reverend Mrs. Moon exemplified the first true parents. And that way you exemplify God. And as we said in the reading, you literally can birth God's children. But we know in John 8, 44, 
right now in our current state, we can't birth God's children because you have your father, the devil. So that's why people have been invited since 1997 to join with the 360 million couples and become a blessed family. And we can literally join with God's lineage. And God has brought a new truth. That's called the eight sacred textbooks Reverend Moon has delineated, including the divine principle and the original divine principle, which you'll find on our uh, Vision Root website under resources, where he teaches about, teaches about the meaning of absolute sexual ethics. And these things, it's nothing vague. So if you know absolute sexual ethics involves the relationship of a husband and wife, and that they're birthing God's children, you know that homosexual relations of so-called marriage could never be sanctioned by God. I wouldn't care less what the Supreme Court said. They'll never be sanctioned by God. You can say whatever you want. They cannot be. So all that would have been perfectly clear. But instead, a lot of ministers ignored that. Sometimes they persecuted outright Reverend Moon. And other times they stole his ideas, like about neighborhood ministry, which is called home church, and then promoted it to further their own ministry or, you know, the different workshops he was teaching. They formed their own workshops instead of working with Reverend Moon, doing their own thing. Isn't that common? I mean, it happens all the time, but it happened among Christians. And guess what? Is everything fine with Christianity? Well, whether you yet know about Reverend Moon or not, I think you, if you're objective at all, you can say that everything is not fine with Christianity. And everything's not perfect with the unification movement either. But unification movement isn't just, you know, what the uh, unification movement calls itself, family federation. It's actually the individuals of my, like myself and my wife and others who join together to build the kingdom out in the community, to do godly things, to promote godly marriage. So basically, Christianity disintegrated because they didn't listen to Reverend Moon. And, and Reverend Moon said clearly, you know, back all many years, but especially like in 2005, he was uh, giving a speech tour. You know, you have to decide, you know, is this the truth or is it not? And a lot of people have passed on it. They said, oh, well, you know, we go to uh, St. John's Church and we're good. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, you're good. I'm glad you're good. And now all countries gone down the tubes and everything's good, right? No, how could that? So whether you know about our moon or not, you can agree with that if you're at all objective. So what can we do about it? Well, first of all, we can study the words that Reverend Moon gave. So we've been doing that. Check my series in Absolute Sexual Ethics. Check visionroot.org resources. And I'll be putting up an introductory divine principle series there. So you can study that. and then become a blessed couple. That means a couple is blessed in marriage and changes their lineage in marriage to a marriage in the Garden of Eden, or in other words, to God's side, and then bears literally God's children. So you should do that, and that's open to any faith. You know, if you accept the basic tenets of, you know, not divorcing your spouse, of centering your marriage on God, of sharing this blessing with others, of teaching your children sexual purity. Recognize the role of Reverend and Mrs. Moon that he is given as a true parent to do this. Then you're good. You can go to any church you want or no church. Hello, it's not about denomination. That's what, what Reverend Moon or Father Moon 
you know, has been teaching. And now we've got like, I know probably 40 years ago, it was 400 denominations. And now it's probably like 4,000 denominations. But yet there's one God and one basic truth. And this is a truth that actually unites the denominations. And not only unites Christian denominations, but it unites people from any, you know, God-centered faith. You know, whether it could be Buddhism, Islam, Confucianism, I guess technically that may not be God-centered, but it's ethically centered. Those can all be united. And right now we're studying in our daily inspiration, which I invite you to sign up for, the world scripture. So, you know, I was at the rally on the 12th a week ago for um, the Jericho March. And that was a good rally. Many, many great Christian speakers. I like the message from Jonathan Kahn. And he's right. We are at a crucial crossroads, you know. And it's not about President Trump. Yes, I support President Trump 100%. But it's about, you know, becoming a God-centered country. So one speaker got up and introduced as Frank Gaffney, the great American party. And I think uh, this was hinted to also, I was watching a video by um, Jenna Ellis, the uh, Trump attorney. And she was uh, saying, uh, talking about, you know, the great American party, not the great American party, but she mentioned that term. Well, I think they're onto something. It's not the Republicans. And what I want to get to, or the Democrats, or even independents, what I want to get to is that there needs to be a God-centered party. So I would say it should be the great American family party, or really just the family party, because that is the core of society. And it's not left, and it's not right. And I think right now, you could say the good that's coming out of this protracted battle over election is all the demons are being shown up. Like, what's with Mitch McConnell that he can't even endorse the president? Well, does he have conflicts of interest? Did somebody's family get money from foreign governments? I don't know. I think I seem to vaguely remember something about his wife being involved in some kind of foreign dealings. I don't know. I'm not. That's not the you know detailed topic today. But what I'm pointing out is all the fraudulent people have got to go. And there's all these. I mean, we talk about the never Trumpers. But maybe there's a lot of other people who are like, really, they're never Trumpers. They just pretend to get along. What the heck? Why? You know, and I like Newsmax. I'm coming to like that station. You know, the guy there, uh, Salcedo, whatever, is asking the different congressmen, you know, hey, are you? And several said they would, a few of several, I think three now or four, have said, hey, I'm going to challenge and, but no senators said clearly, 100 senators, or is it 98 right now? Or a couple, couple going to be vacant? Anyway, 100 senators, then none would yet say they're going to challenge. Now, I'll, I'll give you credit, Rand Paul and some of the other ones said they might challenge, you know, and uh, with, you know, very likely. But it's, it was interesting to me, so the host was asking the question, will you challenge the Electoral College? votes from these contested states. Well, I don't know. What the heck, man? A third grader can see clearly right and wrong. Why are these guys all equivocating? You know, they're going to have to make the decision. The date's going to come. Either they're going to stand up for righteousness or they're going to fall in the ash bin of history. So, and also, it doesn't matter. I would predict even 25, 30 plus percent of the Democrats say in the House they're going to come out and support the right thing. 
you know what? Good people are sick of this demonic whole mess. And so we'll, we're going to see how it all plays out. But I believe President Trump will win. He must win. And those in these swing states, as I mentioned, and as President Trump's attorney mentioned, they need to be on the phone constantly. I mean, you can email, go on the phone, you know, go visit the people in your neighborhood. Call up a meeting with the Dagnum guys. If they're not in session, I think none of them may be in session right now. Like in West Virginia, session will start, I think, early in the first week of January. But you call them up and you, you're their constituent. You meet with them. You tell them you want them to send the electors for Donald Trump. And if they're not sending it, you ask them to tell you sending the electors. You know, not they haven't passed any resolution to endorse the slate of electors for Donald Trump. None of the states have. They need to do that. That's their responsibility. So don't they realize what's at stake here? We're talking about our whole constitutional way of life. Not just Biden or Trump. You know, so this they must must vote to send the electors. And if they're not going to do that, ask them to tell you well, hello, Mr. Uh, you know, Senator or Representative, that'd be state Senator so-and-so. Uh, so you were at that five-hour hearing, or if you weren't there, I noticed some of the key people obviously weren't there. Oops. You surely watched the hearing, didn't you? So what do you say to all this going on? So, if they, you know, let them tell you. Well, there's nothing to say. They need to vote to send the electorate for Donald J. Trump. This needs to happen in Georgia. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and Nevada. And I don't care if Nevada's a Democrat. Say, so what? Are you patriots? Are you Americans? Do you believe in God? That's the main thing. And when I say believe in God, I don't mean like try it out like Biden. Oh, yes, God bless our troops. And it, it means taking actions that are in line with God's will. Hello. God's will is to have a family. Clearly, God-centered family. So if you know the divine principle, you know clearly what God's will is. So, you know, this whole mess is, you know, caused in the internal part by not accepting Reverend Sun Young Moon. So, and now, the same daggum things that <laughs> they, in a way, different Christians and ministers did to Reverend Moon is now happening to them. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but the point is people have to decide on good and evil. So on the internal level, they have to decide if what the message that Reverend Moon is bringing, that I'm bringing out of absolutely good sexual ethics, is the right method. message. Decide. Hello. Either it's the right message or it's the wrong. If it's the wrong message, hey, how about make a comment below and tell me what's wrong with it. And the same thing has to happen on the external level. People decide for President Trump. Hello. Either he's a good man doing God's will, which is exactly right. Or if not, what's wrong? What's he not doing wrong? People don't have a clear idea. Most people are like, well, he's not a very nice man. Or, well, first of all, he is a very nice man. The main problem is that people have been lying and conniving like all these fake media. Turn it off. Turn on Newsmax. Do your own research. Go to Just the News. Or, you know, get the Epoch Times. Or other news sites that print real news. So this division of good and evil must occur. It's not optional. So it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And all these fake people are like, 
they're just falling out of the woodwork. If Mitch McConnell doesn't support President Trump, he needs to go. How could he be the House, or rather, Senate Majority Leader and not support the daggum president? Hello, goodbye, Mitch McConnell. So he needs to do the right thing. So there's really no choice now. Now it's an inevitable time. You have to decide what what's wrong and what's right. And it's nothing vague about it. And I'm telling you that Reverend Sum Young Moon, he brought the new truth. He has brought the new truth. So that means you're invited and, in fact, you know, would be highly encouraged and benefit by studying that truth. And one way you can do it is by subscribing to our daily inspiration, which we put out six days a week. And like I said, the original substance of divine principle is on our uh, website there. So, I mean, there are some really good people who are working. Like Sidney Powell, one guy said on Don Crow show, I was listening that he knew her from a couple years ago plus on uh, other issues she's working on. Of course, she's been working to help General Flynn. And that she's like Joan of Arc. <laughs> so, yeah, you go, Sidney Powell. I like Joan of Arc. So, I mean, so who are all these other people who are persecuting her? I guess they're like the uh, unnamed and unknown bishops, mostly unknown, who burned Joan of Arc at the stake. Well, uh, let's see who was on the right side. Was it the uh, Episcopal or whatever... Catholic and Episcopal bishops, or was it um, Joan of Arc? Uh, let's see. So, you know, history's going to show clearly, but we need to do the right thing right now. So, I'm convinced and believe and know that Donald Trump is going to prevail as president, and then these state electors need to step up. They really are the ones with the key, and send and endorse the slate of electors from your state for Donald J. Trump. What the heck are you waiting for? Do it. Do it now. Call a special session. Do whatever you need to do. Hello. Okay, so Foundation Day is now. Take heart. Good and evil are falling out heavily. So, like I already said, what the dividing line is, absolutely good sexual ethics. And the word has been brought for that by Reverend Sum Young Moon. So, you know, accepting or understanding that word is on the side of goodness. And on the external level, you can see that Donald J. Trump is doing things that are supporting religious liberty, that's supporting freedom throughout the world, that's supporting pro-life. So you know he's on the side of goodness. And a lot of other people, whether they claim to be religious or not, are not. So, do take heart. And this has been Foundation Day is Now. And I am your host, Rich Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Do be blessed.